So, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance the Elisa the Yarnista podcast at patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's only 25 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Elisa the Yarnista and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only content like our pre- and post-shows, behind-the-scenes looks, and special unused footage. And if we reach our $100 per month goal, we'll schedule a monthly live online hangout for all of our patrons. That's patreon.com slash LisaTheYarnista. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elisa the Arnisa podcast, episode number 81. My name is Mike. By my side, looking confused, as always, is Elisa the Arnisa herself. I How are you doing? I thought it was only 80, because I thought last week was 79. No, last week was 80. Today is seven, or 81. Because I thought last week you said, oh, it's like you've almost done 80 of these. 79? That was, Well, that was the 80th. Okay. Well, let me double check semantics. my phone because I... Semantics. That's not semantics. It's just uh, we were going into the 80th. Let me just make sure. Yep. You sure? I'm 100% positive. All right. So welcome, everyone, to episode 81 of the Elites of the Yarnista podcast. As always, we do encourage you to shop local. If you are going to do some online shopping at Amazon.com, make sure you first trek on over to EliseTheYarnista.com and read some blog posts and find some recipes and look at some pictures of knitting. And then when you're done with all of that, go to the right-hand side and click on that Amazon affiliate link over there. And it's a couple of them. There's one that'll take you to uh, just Amazon and then one that'll take you to uh, Audible? Yes. How come every time I do this, I can never remember what that stupid thing is called? Maybe because you call it a stupid thing. Uh, it's Audible. So go to go click on one of those things. It's take, not a stupid thing. He's not really selling it very well. No, I'm not, am I? <laughs> no. But there's also this, an affiliate link over there for real plans, which we'll talk more about later yes. too. But now we're talking about Amazon. So oh. go click on Amazon. When you put stuff in your cart and check out, Amazon may give a little commission to us here at the show. It's, it's a nice, free, easy, super easy way for you to help us out here at the program. Uh, if you go to uh, click on the Audible one, I believe you get two free books on that for signing up uh, for Audible through us. And that is awesome, too. Even though I can't say it, that's and, a good thing. And you call it a stupid thing. It's definitely not stupid. Free things are not stupid, especially when you get two free books from Audible. That is doubly not stupid. This is not working out well. What's ha- why is that happening? We've got technical cables Can falling. Can you clip it under my scarf? My hands no, are full. I don't, don't want to do lose my. I don't want to lose my uh, stitches. Oh boy. There. Good job, Mike. Thank you. Well, that's going to solve the problem. Say, it looks really uncomfortable. More uncomfortable no? than it sliding off and yeah, falling in my lap and getting tangled with my yarn. I don't need any more like challenges right now and if you want to participate in the program you can send us an email podcast at elisathearnista.com we've got a whole bunch of emails coming up later in the show today so stick around for those um if you would like to send us things to talk about for future episodes again podcast at elisathearnista.com do you have i'm gonna do this because i'm not sure 
Do you have anything to talk about? Because as far as the people listening are concerned, the fi- our, our fine viewers and listeners, it's been a whole week since we last talked about your knitting progress. And in reality, <laughs> it was last night. What? Oh, you ruined the whole illusion. Mr. Oh, it's Sunday. It is. Well, no, I didn't now say it's that. Sunday. Um, no, I'm, I'm actually... So I'll have... An update on this before this goes up. It will be done before this podcast goes up. I'm finishing up my Amberly. I posted a picture of it on Instagram. I posted a picture and I, I like got a notification on the Firefly Fibers account that Alicia Arnista posted a picture for the first yeah. time in quite a while. In and I'm like, oh, years. well, yeah, I'm failing epically at the uh, social at media the lately. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm going to hopefully have – I need to have this done tonight because I need it for um, – the Knitters Guild meeting. Madison Knitters Guild, which we do on an annual basis. Yep. So How many times have we done that so far? Is it This will be, I think, the 6th or the No, it'll be the 7th because the first year, that because we've done it every year that we've been open, I think. Is it? And the first year we did it, we did it in October. No, no, this will be the 6th year. Yep. This will be the 6th year. Fun. So we went down to the store for a while today and we're kind of preliminarily packing up yep. and trying to see what can we fit because we take Elisa's SUV which isn't huge, but we can no. get a lot of good stuff in there. Unlike the first year where we took a full SUV and a full car and had way, but it's a first year. So you don't know what to expect yeah. and what you're going to, what you'll need and what you won't need. And Yeah. And I tend to, when I go into panic mode, I tend to like pack everything. Yeah. Like not the kitchen sink. So we took pretty much the entire store the first year. This year, it's pretty seems pretty specific. I guess what we're looking at. Yeah. So, if you are a member of the Madison Knitters Guild, and we'll actually no, this this happened. And you stopped by and saw us like on Monday days. night. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was good to see you. I was mm-hmm. going to say stop and, and see us at the table, but this was now already... you're having to like live on like in two different timelines. I'm not even going to pretend. I'm I'm already confused. I don't think I'm going to be able to manage. Well, you're always confused. Well, that's that's well about some things. It's true. Yes. Just the just the general state. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm finishing up my Amberly and nurtured. I had to. Uh, I I got to. You know, we're talking about the the yarn that I'm using for the the edge color on it. Um, is yarn that used to be on the. Or well, it used to be my. It used to be sleeves. Um, that went sadly wrong because I love knitting sleeves. You know. Yeah. The first time, Doesn't much everyone? less you know a second time. So. Um, so yeah, I have. Um, I think I have. Where am I at? I'm on. I'm on row. I am on row 118 of 126. So I mean, the rows right now are pretty long, though. They're 287 stitches long. That's a lot of stitches. So it's a lot of stitches, and it's not. And there's like some like stitch work going on here. So you got like triple wraps, and then the next round you drop them, and then you wrap the stitches like together, and you do all this. So a couple of the rows are really slow, but this is what I have left. And I mean, it's that's not going to be enough to do. Like I don't think it's going to be enough to do five rows. It might. I start panicking. Then you and you made the observation the last time that in well the last podcast that i usually go from the inside of the ball yeah and i've been going from the outside of the ball a lot more lately and it's it's a it's a lot different when you get down to like this much instead of having the outside of it and it kind of deflates because this yeah would look like i think it would look like more if it was the outside of the ball yeah you can kind of tell how much is there because it's not all 
poofed out and floppy. It just looks like a small ball of yarn, and I yep. don't know. I think it's gonna make it. So Mm-mm. I did find the other. Um, I did find the other. Uh, the other ball of yarn in the. In the office, I braved the office and found it. So. But yeah, so. Yeah, so you probably need that. Yeah. So I'm hoping to finish this up tonight so I can get it um, onto, into the bath and onto the blocking mats and put a fan on it so it'll be dry for tomorrow night. That would be amazing. Like amazing, like you don't believe I can do it? No, just amazing that you've gotten a lot done in the last couple days especially. Yeah, yeah, I do really well under pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, it's, and it's really, really pretty. I didn't, I hadn't looked ahead at the, the edge patterning on it. Um, and it, it's, it's the stitch patterning on the edge is different and it's really, really fun. So, yeah, and it's, yeah, the whole, the whole thing is really pretty. I just, I, yeah, it's been a really, really fun net. I haven't gotten sick of anything with it. So that's always important, especially when you have something that large and the rows are that long, you don't want to get sick of it. And I'm, you know, on a deadline, so I could be hating it because yeah. I'm, you know, doing deadline knitting, which I'm not usually a fan of. But yeah. a lot of my knitting is deadline knitting. But, yeah, yeah. so now I'm going to have to, so when this is done, I'm going to have to decide what I'm going to knit on at the guild meeting. Well, there's got to be something. Because, yeah. At least in between Because, yeah, we then, craziness. it's crazy, 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 crazy. And then at, like, 7 or 7.30 when the meeting starts, it's crickets. Yeah. For what an hour or so, hour, and then hour, they hour have an intermission, yeah. and it gets crazy again for another half an hour, and then maybe is it six? It might be I six to seven thirty. Intermission is at seven thirty, I think, and then um, I don't know. We just kind of go by whatever anybody, whatever they yeah. say. So then we pack up and leave, and come home and unpack, unpack everything, and, and put it on the shelves. And yeah. by that time, it's midnight, and that's a long day. Well, hopefully this time it'll go better though, because we have um, the iPad point of sale that we're using, yep. so we don't have to. Pack up an entire computer and all sorts of stuff with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Simplifying, um, trying to condense and should make things a little bit better. Yeah. Hopefully. And I kept things pretty simple this year as far as what we're taking. Yeah. It's it's just a, a few. You take a lot of a few things. Yeah. And I think the stuff that you have is, is stuff that's that's unique and uh, will be will be good there. Yeah. And I'm taking. They always. Everyone always likes samples. So mm-hmm. I'm taking. Um, that's why I want to have this one done. I think it's a really beautiful sample for nurtured. Um, but then I have um, our knit along. I'm taking that the Copenhagen calling. That's our current knit along. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my campsite. Um, those are both done in Lazio DK. I can't remember. There's something else I was going to take, but I can't remember now. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be a long, long week after. But it's always because you know we get back and then I'm still putting the store back together on Tuesday and sometimes oh, yeah. Wednesday. But. Yeah, it's fun. Hopefully the weather behaves. Yeah, that's the the I guess touchy point right now is it's it's clear today and it's supposed to be clear on Tuesday, but tomorrow is overnight as well overnight tonight and then tomorrow it's going to snow all day and, and be windy, so drifting and stuff like that and when it's what probably it's over an hour drive for us mm-hmm. normally, right? So if the weather's good it's over an hour, so it's a long way to go. So if the weather's not good and it's snow, that could make a really, really long, dangerous drive and not be a whole lot of fun. So, But we'll be well padded. That's true. We'll have a, well, with all that weight behind us, we might just get crushed into the front of the, into the dash and impaled oh, in the steering that sounds, wheel. This, this sounds terrible. It might be really bad. <laughs> but if we live through it and you would like to buy some Nurtured or some Lazy DK, 
You can go to fireflyfibers.com. That is the local yarn shop that Elisa and I own right here in Beaverdam, Wisconsin. It is also a online store and you can do your shopping there. Uh, when you do that, make sure you're putting at least $100 worth of stuff into your cart because when you do that, that will qualify you for offer code free ship. You type that in the little box, you go F R E E S H I P, and that'll get you free shipping on that entire order of $100 or more. And we will, the, the Lazio DK colors are probably, or some, a lot of Julie's colors, except for Nurtured and um, Anatolia, that have like set colorways with them. Um, a lot of her other, um, the other bases that we have might appear to be low for a while. Um, that's because we're transitioning from her old colors to her new colors. Um, the new colors are on her website and they're beautiful. So talk a little bit about how, like when you say old colors and new colors, she's not, she's not. She's changing her dye tech. She's changing like the dye. But she's not changing like the, like the colors themselves are just going to be it's different. brand new colorway. It's so like brand new colors. The only, the only one that's staying the same is Birch, which she said that one came out like so identical to what she had. So they went through and they have redone their entire color palette, which maybe I'll talk to her about huh. maybe doing some sort of an interview or something with it. Sure. Um, but yeah, she, they, her and, uh, they, they like met with some really fancy dancy like dye master and, um, he walked them through a new dyeing process. And, um, so it's brand new dyes and everything. Huh. So that's exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. The colors are beautiful. So there's 20 solids, um, which, you know how much I just love, you know, like enough beautiful colors without like overwhelming me with like very very like the really subtle nuances between sure. colors like just keep it simple for me and then i because i will i'll stock all 20 colors i yep. don't have a problem with that yep. but if you have 50 i might have to make some decisions yeah you, so then well you, you have that many unless colors, it's a workhorse and there's so many that are similar then you've got mm-hmm. you know 18 different blues and and then 14 different shades of gray and black so yeah so her um her new colors are they're really pretty. Good. I'm looking I'm forward to seeing those. Yeah, me yeah. too in person. They're they're yeah. beautiful. They're on our website now, so if you go to julieaslan.com and then um go to colorways, they're all on there. Very neat. So we'll have the DK trickling in over time. Yeah. So if there are any colors in the existing color lines that you want that we have in stock, this would be a good time to get them. Yeah. Cuz I mean, I think I'll be able to special order some stuff for a while, but not for very long cuz they're not going to be reordering the dyes for it. Right. Yeah. Um, so get it while it's available. Fireflyfibers.com. $100 in the cart. Free ship. It's awesome. It is. It's awesome. All right. Let's move on. So there's a couple of things that you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Kitchen cooking wise. What's on your mind there? Um, which one do I want to talk about first? I don't know. They're both amazing. Uh, how do you know? Because you told me about them. You haven't tried the one. We haven't tried the one yet. I'm sure it will be amazing. Well, so, so I'll talk about that one first. So um, I have never actually seen, I, I mean, I, I've never actually bought Meyer lemons because... I have. They... Well, now I have, but <laughs> they're, they're in season for such a short time. It's like these things, and Costco's like amazing for these, I would shop local, 
but my local grocery store does not have. Actually, I can say one of one of our local stores does have Meyer lemons. Oh yeah. Yep, Aldi. Oh, Aldi had Meyer lemons. Huh. Which was very interesting to me. So um, what's the difference between a Meyer lemon and a regular lemon? So a Meyer lemon is a little bit sweeter. It's a little less acidic than um, a regular lemon. Hmm. Um, it's kind of a cross. I think what I've read is that it's kind of a, a cross between um, uh, a lemon and like a clementine or a tangerine. Oh, okay. So, um, but they have a really nice thick skin on them. So the a lot of the limoncello that I make would be like much better with Meyer lemons, but you oh. can't find Meyer lemons here in the summer. This is like Meyer lemon season, I guess. Yeah, and it was about three weeks long. Yeah, so <laughs> real uh, quick. So I made, um, I actually I made two different things with them. I and I have more. I have some because you just got me some this last time when you were at Costco too, and I picked up a bag at Aldi. So, um, yeah, Aldi, we had them for really reasonable, which uh, everything at Aldi is reasonable, but I thought it was a decent size bag for, and they were good too. They were, they weren't very soft. So, um, so I made, um, one of the, one of the recipes that I found I wanted to make was just, you just slice them and dry them in the dehydrator. That's not a recipe. So, I, but I did it, and I, they say to, pres- to preserve them that way because they're going to be good for years. And really? then you just pop them into your tea. I suppose they're pretty acidic, so they're going to... Well, and they're dehydrated. It's, yeah. like, it's like dried fruit. Huh. So, um, yeah, so those are... those are. Uh, I did uh, ended up with about oh, a quart right, jar. Oh, that's right, because they, they look like, like little oranges or something, because mm-hmm. they, they, they get dark. really dense. Is that... That's maybe the best way to describe Because all the moisture got sucked out of them. They're yeah. like a mummy. They're like what? Like a mummy. Like a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much the same thing. Uh, they're mummy lemons. So, um, so I did that, and I haven't had any of those yet. Because yeah, but I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do some more because it's super yeah. easy, and I think it'd just be really good in tea. Sure. So, um, and the other one that I made, um, which seemed very interesting, um, so I'm I'm looking at on the the food and jars um, blog. She has. Um, oh, I think I just clicked on something. I didn't want that. I just wanted to scroll up. Um, she has a post for eight ways to preserve Meyer lemons. Um, and one of them was, uh, oh, marmalade. Um, uh, yeah, she has dehydrated lemon slices are good for dropping into mugs of tea, water, um, oh, water bottles, and even, it's, the font is so tiny on here, <laughs> um, and even braises that need a little acidity. So they'll hmm. they'll rehydrate back up. Um, oh, they'll last up to a year. If you store them in an airtight, airtight container, they'll last up to a year. So, um, the other one that I made is, um, she says, for those of you that like their citrus with a little funk, um, make salt preserved lemons, use them in salads, braises, stews, and even salted lemonade. Um, if you struggle with them in their whole state, blend them and scoop the puree into vinaigrettes and smooth soups. Huh. So I can't remember. I'm going to click over. Now I'm going to click over because I want to see the... Um, and this was actually her recipe. And I think, yeah, the recipe is basically you cut the lemons in quarters. No, you cut them in, you cut them in half, um, across the, I can't remember. Did I cut them in half across the equator? I think, um, 
Oh, you slice them into quarters. So you cut them down the top so it's not like the equator. So you cut them the other long way into quarters, but not all the way through. So then what you do is it's kind of like a little flour, and you pop it open a little bit, and you put some some salt in there. It's like those it's like fortune-telling the, things that you did in grade school. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. And then you put salt in there. You put pack some salt inside, and then you shove it in a jar, and then you kind of, and then it starts drying out the moisture, mm-hmm. and then it preserves the, and then you kind of, you put some salt between the layers of them, and you just squish as many as you can as possible, and um, and that's she, what you did, like a a half gallon. Is that what the I have a half is? gallon of them? Yeah. She she says to use about like four days on the counter. Um, in the rest, in the like the instructions, um, but I read through the comments, and she said that she likes them better when she leaves them um, out for about four weeks, because they get a little bit they get a little bit funkier and a little bit more intense in flavor. So, so ours from are four probably days about, to four weeks. Yeah, That's she's a big difference. Yeah, she's left them out for that long. Huh. So, um, yeah, I believe she said it was four weeks. So, um, they're going to end up going. They're going to end up going in the fridge pretty soon, but yeah. So they'll, Meat. they'll, st- those will stay good. I think, she, what did she say? At least six months. And I know the, 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 especially like the food bloggers, they really stay on the safe side of things. So yeah. Well, you have I mean, to, you don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. They're salt, be responsible for killing somebody. They're salt preserved lemons. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they'll be good for a while. They'll be good for a while. So, um, I found some, some interesting, um, some interesting uh, recipes for them. There's a uh, like some um, to use them for uh, like a pesto. We blend it up for a pesto, and mm. um, yeah. So mm. we'll see how they are. Yeah, different. Yeah. So we have some more downstairs. So I'll figure something out with that. But yeah. Um, so the other thing that we have to talk about is. Um, Real plans, which we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I did a, the, well, the most recent blog post that's, what, like two months old? Is, give or take. Give or take. Give or take. Um, is about real plans. Um, so I started real plans, what was it, in probably October or November, I think it was. Um, and I absolutely love it. So what is real plans? And um, so it's a meal planning program. So it's web-based. And you can um, use it on a desktop computer. You can use it on a tablet. Um, they have a mobile app that works really well for... I use the mobile app for when I'm cooking in the kitchen because the recipes sure. are on there step by step. Um, but what it does is it, 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 like, it, you can give it... You can just... What I recommend is if you want to try it, then just try it and let it plan everything for you for the first the first week because you can always move stuff around and you can Mm -hmm. adjust things later um i like you can in the recipes that are built into it are wonderful they're really really good but um i like it because i can change portions yeah because if if i'm if if there's something that i want i know is going to be really good for leftovers i might make more servings than if I was just making it for, or if I was, if, if it was just something that's not going to hold over very well. Mm-hmm. Um, or when you're home on weekends or when, well, you're home every night. Yeah. But on nights. weekends when we're eating together, then I'll make, I can make more portions and have sure. some leftover stuff for us too. Um, but it came up in, at knitting this last week. Um, I had a couple questions and I did, you know, a live demo. So, um, 
it's it's really cool because you can like go in and you can drag and drop recipes, move things around. Um, you can import your own recipes. That was one of the questions that I got. Um, so you can either manually import them. So if you have something from a cookbook that you really like, um, you can go in and add all of the ingredients. Um, you can add all of the instructions. It's super easy. Um, and or if it's something, if it's a, if it's a recipe from the internet, you can just copy and paste the URL into it. That is really intriguing to me that it, you can copy and paste a URL and it recognizes what the recipe is and makes it work within. Kind of. Kind of. So you may have to Most do a little. Time, you might have to do a little bit of fiddling. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of fiddling. There's also um, a Chrome extension. So if you're on a page and you're like, oh, I love this recipe, you can uh, just click on the little real plans yeah. um, icon up in the toolbar and it will add it to your. It'll, it'll, it generates it so you can, you can edit it. So yeah, it's, it's really wonderful. I love it. So, and if it wouldn't have been for that, like this winter with how busy we've been, we would have just been eating a bunch of junk food. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of myself. One of my big wins for the week was it yesterday when I went to a grocery store they had frozen pizzas, Romas, oh, which yeah. which are very low quality cardboard crust, but also delicious because of that. Six for ten dollars. It's crazy. Guess how many I bought? I bought zero. I did not buy any frozen pizzas, even though they were six for ten dollars. I'm so happy with myself. It's because I've been using real plans, and you know how delicious it is. It's because I'm trying to cut fat a little bit and. Not be so fat. <laughs> Trying to trim down a little bit. My, I'm tired of my size 40 pants. and Get your swimsuit shape back before yeah. swimsuit season. Before, Yeah, that's coming up. Well, maybe someday we'll have that again. But yeah, so I'm pretty happy with myself that I didn't give in to the six for, six for $10. That's a really good deal. So the other thing, one of the other things I really like about real plans is there are nights that I know I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to feel like cooking. I don't want to yeah. deal with any of it. So there are nights I will plug in, you can put notes in there and I will plug in Culver's. Really? Mm-hmm. You can put That's... a note in there hmm. that this is what we're going to have. Or if we have leftovers, then I put notes in there for what those leftovers are. So I don't look at it and think that this, that there's like nothing that we're going to eat, that we're going to starve, <laughs> which there's never a chance of huh. that. But yeah, so I put notes in there for Culver. So it's kind of nice because if we're thinking about going out to eat like on the weekend and I see that we're going to be going out to eat on like Saturday or, or you know, Saturday or sure. Sunday, then I look at earlier in the week and I'm less inclined, I think, to plug Culver's in as right. an option if we're already going out to eat yeah. once during the week. Nice. So it keeps, so. not only does it provide you recipes, but it kind of keeps you conscious of mm-hmm. what you're eating and how you're eating and some of that kind of stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, and we can change, like, I can change portions. So if we're going to have company, I can up the portions for it for the weekend. Yeah. Um, and you go over and you get a grocery list with check boxes, and it sorts everything by, like, department at the grocery store. So you can just click on it, whatever you have already, and then, um, and you can modify the recipes in there. So if there's something in there that you don't like, like, like oh, this is really good, but um, I think I would prefer this with shrimp instead of, you know, pork or whatever, you can take and swap it out. Cool. Huh. So, yeah, I have some that I've modified. 
But yeah, so yeah. it's a lot of fun. So so if you're interested in that, go to elisatheyarnista.com. We have an affiliate thing because Elisa believes in it so strongly yeah. that if you click on that uh, and you want to sign up for it, because it, it is a paid app. I think it's like an annual subscription. Is, or is it? So monthly, annually, it ends up being like $6 a month. Um, you pay If you pay monthly, it's $14, I think. You can pay quarterly to it. I can't remember what it is quarterly, or maybe it's 16 I can't remember. So but your first 30 days, they give you a 30-day money-back guarantee. Perfect. So there are various options. Pick and they're whatever so you nice. Think, yeah, whatever works for you, give it a shot. And then in the process, uh, help us out at the show with a little commission on that as well. Well, I think, I, did I tell you, I had some issue that I couldn't get. I wasn't able to, like, I, all the recipes weren't showing up for me. And, like, a bunch of them had disappeared. And I'm like, what is going on? So... They have a an online chat option on their, on their, uh, on their, uh, on the like on like for my iPad. Yeah. And so I sent the chat. I started a chat at like seven thirty in the morning on like a Tuesday or something or a Monday, and they like were like chatting back to me in like two seconds. Nice. I couldn't believe it. And it took. They stayed with me for like it took twenty or twenty five minutes to figure out what was going on. And all hmm. it was was a checkbox was clicked that was hiding some of the recipes so there you go yeah and that's what you get with the paid app you don't you know if, if you're yeah. not paying anything it's a free app you're not going to get yeah. that kind of a service and follow-up on it so it's, it says a lot about the product that they have and kind of they stand behind it and service it after the fact and if you're curious about it so if you go to elisatheyarnista.com and then you click through you can go and you can actually look on their website at what some of their app what some of their rec- their built-in recipes are so they have add-ins like, you know, if you're a stalker like me and you love Michelle Tam, yep. then there's Nom Nom Paleo. I do Nom Nom Paleo, um, Well-Fed, and I, there's another one. Oh, Paleo MG. Yep. So um, those are the three that I do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for $72 a year, and then the add-ons that I do are 12 bucks each for the year. So yep. less than the price of a cookbook. Yeah, 6 bucks a month and... I know exactly what I'm going for when I go to the grocery store. Yeah. So check it out. Real plans. If you have questions. For Android as well. I believe so. Yeah. I should, um, I should try it out on maybe on that tablet and see how it works. Yeah. Give it a shot. Log in there. Yeah. There. That's a good question. I think it, um, I would think so. Yeah. You never know. Sometimes they do one and not the other. You never, you can never tell. Here's the mail. Oh, it never fails. Oh, it makes me want to wag my tail. Oh, when it comes, I want to wag all right, let's move into some email questions. So we get a lot of these at the end of uh, the contest for the 21 Colors Slouch Kit, Hat Kit, Knit on a String Kit. Which the winner has been drawn Yay. in case they missed it. Yeah. And all right, so let's take a walk through some of these. So uh, some of these I want to answer. I'm looking forward to it. There's a couple that I'm I'm hoping to avoid, but I won't be able to. So I will have to answer them anyway because they're the same question and they make me sad. First question. So uh, this first question comes from Stacy. This one is uh, directed at me. So for those, if you're new to the show or haven't been around for a while, uh, you know that I have a classic car a 1969 Dodge Charger that I got from my father because he was not driving anymore. So he thought I would appreciate it and get more use out of it than he was. So he uh, gifted that to me a few years ago. And with a car like that, you don't you want to avoid ethanol in your gasoline. So uh, Stacy asked, did Mike ever find a gas station in Beaver Dam that has ethanol-free gas? So if you're in the Beaver Dam area, I can direct you exactly where to go. You want to go to either... 
Fleet Farm, or you want to go to Quick Trip. And that may be true in other towns, too, if you're in a smaller town sure. or another, somewhere that has a Quick Trip or a um, would, Fleet Farm. Yeah, I would say if you're in, in Wisconsin or in the Midwest, I'm not sure where Fleet Farm What if you have Farm and Fleet? Are. I don't know anything about Farm and Fleet. I've not been to a Farm and Fleet in years since I moved to Beaver Dam. But so, yeah, check those two places out. And it's important not only if you have a classic car like that, but you want to use that in your kind of small engine stuff to your snowblower, your your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> if you have a gas-powered <laughs> vacuum cleaner. <laughs> we at the At Least the Ernista podcast do not um, recommend putting gas into your vacuum cleaner. I don't know, cleaner. man. That sounds pretty good. That'd be a good vacuum if it was gas-powered. But you're... you're snow blowers and your lawn mowers and your weed whackers and your chainsaws and whatever else that you have you want to avoid that gas with ethanol in it because uh, the engines and all the hoses and tubes and things are not really built for that so you can go to either fleet, fleet farm or you can go to quick trip and get that if you go to quick trip you might need some earplugs or just be ready to party yeah, go there and get your gas hang out Get your gas. Get, what, three donuts for a dollar? Three hot dogs for a dollar. Three burgers yeah, for a dollar. Everything's three for a dollar. <laughs> but, yeah, they crank up the music there. I don't know if it's, to, like, to keep people from, like, Talking to each other. And hanging out. So if you want to party, go to Quick Trip. If you want to just, like, a nice, relaxing fill-up on your car or whatever, go to, go to uh, Fleet Farm. It's much more peaceful at Fleet Farm. And if you shop at Fleet Farm, anytime you buy something, they give you that four cents off per True. gallon coupon thing. Then you buy your gas there and you save four cents per gallon. So can't go wrong with that. But you have to go into Fleet Farm to get that coupon. That's okay. So that means that you spent a bunch more money because you went into Fleet Farm. But you probably needed something. It's not You, you don't just go shopping at Fleet Farm just because you want to. It's not like... Not like when my cousin visited? Exactly. Just, just for a, a tourist event. Um. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. All right. So we did. We had fun. Yeah. Fleet Farmers. I got slippers. I was there yesterday. I bought dog food. It was amazing. Yeah, they carry our fancy dancy dog food. I got the last bag. I was walking up. They have like the all the shelves and racks and stuff like that. And there was big open spots with nothing in the shelf. I'm like, oh no. We're all pretty much out of dog food, and they don't have any here. Luckily, they had one. It was, like, back in the back, and I have long arms, and I could reach back and grab it. But Did you ask them when they're going to be getting more? So It's been like to... that in the, before. Okay. They, yeah, they, they Sometimes they have a lot, and I think they wait until they kind of run out, and I should probably be better at going before we absolutely positively have to do it. Maybe go a few days early just in case, and then we can get it somewhere else. However, that doesn't always work out that way sometimes. You have to wait until it's all gone before you replace it. So, yeah. Um, as long as I don't starve. They're not going to starve. I don't know. Rollo's crying about something. So, he, he, he's not starving. I brought his bowl of food up. So No, he's just antsy, I think. He's excited for the snowstorm. Yeah. So, where do you want to go from here? Um. Hmm. <laughs> Should I answer my question that I don't want to answer? No, I'll answer your question. Mm-mm. Oh, you have two questions that are the same. Exactly. That's the one I don't want to answer. Awesome. <laughs> Pick a question for me. Um, I can answer. How about the one from uh, from Becky? How go for that? it. So this is from listener Becky. What should you do when you are being bullied by a fellow knitter? There's a funny face next to it. 
as a very shy meek knitter, I run into this frequently. So yeah, shy and meek. Yeah, yeah. So sure. Um, well, and I want to. I actually so the 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 question is kind of joking in right. the way it's positioned and the way that's asked. However, the, I mean, this is a legitimate question and is an issue that does happen not only with knitting but with other activities. I can talk about you know fitness you and working out and. No, I, I do the bullying at the gym. That's what happens when you're the big guy there. That's not true. I'm not the big guy there. But so, I mean, you can talk, even though the question is the question is kind of asked in jest. You can still kind of address it and talk to it. I think because it is it's important to uh, to address stuff like that. Well, and I think in general, knitters are nice people, and knitters are genuinely interested in what somebody else is doing. So I don't think that we have, you know. I think we have a smaller, maybe, number of bullies. There's not like a big epidemic of... No. There's not, no knitting gang out there that's going to... But I can tell you, I've been to... Um, I was When we lived in the Madison area, which I guess we, you know, you work there, so it's not like we're not in the Madison mm-hmm. area, but um, I used to go, when I first started going to Madison Knitters Guild meetings, every once in a while, I would sit, I'm like, oh, knitters are so nice. I didn't know that there were other knitters, because this was like a lot of years ago. There yep. wasn't Ravelry. Right. I mean, for those of you that, that, that think Ravelry is amazing and, you know, the knitting world is so social, there was no Ravelry when mm-hmm. I started knitting. Um, so... I would go to Madison Knitters Guild meetings, and in general, everybody was very nice and very encouraging. What are you working on? Oh, it's so nice. And they were just, you know, nice to sit there. Every once in a while, I would get stuck sitting next to a stinker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're out Someone that they just, they look at my stuff and they're like, why are you doing it that way? And I'm like, well. um, Nice to meet you, too. Hi. So, um, yeah, I I think you just take them with a grain of salt because some people are just that way. Like my grandma, um, I would call. I would call. I would have called her a knitting bully. Yeah. Well. Yeah. She did. <laughs> She's got a very particular way of doing things, or had a very particular way of doing things. If you didn't do it that way, you were doing it wrong. Even if you were doing it, it can't yep. be done because I was knitting socks two at a time on yeah. one circular needle. And she's like, "Nope, you can't do that." And I'm like, "But I'm doing it." Nope, yep. you can't do that. So, yeah, I think, um, I think now. More so than ever, I think the knitting world is a little bit more open and receptive. I know when I first started knitting, there was there was a lot of, uh, and and there may still be some of it, but I know there was a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of knitters would get grief over like what hand they held the yarn in. Yeah, I like it doesn't matter. Do what works for you. Right. If you're making stitches the right way, then do what works for you. Yeah. As long as the the end product ends up right, and it's it's the same thing again with like fitness or or weightlifting or whatever. Everybody's got an opinion on how things mm-hmm. should be done, and you know, as long as you're not hurting yourself and you are accomplishing your goals and whatever, there's a lot of different ways to get to the same conclusion or end product. So just just do what you need to do off. to have fun. Yeah. If you're making stuff and you like it. Then, and you're having fun, then do it. Just keep doing it. Just ignore them. So, yeah. But yeah, so that's my answer. Do you have any any other advice for dealing with bullies? Punch them. And kick. Take some classes. If you're in Firefly in... Fibers and you're being bullied by a fellow knitter, please do not punch them. Well, let me know and I will punch them. No. No? Well, well. So probably don't do any punching. Just... Say, you know what? This is the way I like to do it. This is what works for me. And I'm having fun. So 
Leave me alone. Or ask for clarification, too, because I think sometimes, like, as knitters, I think, you know, when we see each other, like, even, like, in, like, open knitting atmospheres and stuff like that, I think we get more comfortable around each other because I think we feel like we know each other because we have something in common. And a lot of times, we're all very different from each other. We, other than knitting, we may never, we might not have anything at all in common. Yeah. So, and, you know, they're just, they're different personalities, too. So, you know, just, you know, ask for clarification or, you know, maybe... Try and start a conversation. Take a deep breath first, though. Yeah. And don't punch them. No pu- Okay, fine. No punching. No punching. Or kicking or scratching or biting or eye gouges or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, no fighting. No no yeah. fighting. Just in, keep no physical things. Violence. No physical violence. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to answer. So the two questions. I had two questions. One from Carolyn, one from Jocelyn. I want to know how things are going with my looms. And I'm not going to lie. And I'm not going to ignore or avoid the question. The looms have, uh, the looms are in their box. Not a lot has happened. They've made it out of the box, what, once? Yeah, they were for a couple of days they were out. I went round and round and things got twisted. And since then I've been working on some other things and just have not, have not spent the time with the looms that I should be or would oh. like to be. So... That's the answer to that question. I know it is, is. I know you're all very disappointed in me. I am disappointed in myself. I am not happy with my progress or lack of progress. However, how do you think Ed feels about this? Ed Mosley is probably super sad. I think. I don't think he. I think uh, if I were to meet Ed, I would be embarrassed. I would say, "Sir, you you encouraged me and motivated me to do this, and I have not done it as I wanted. But I will. I would probably make will. him cry because he would probably feel like he didn't encourage and motivate you enough. Enough? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know about that. He seems like a pretty understanding gentleman. I'm sure he would be. I'd say, Ed, I was working on my my uh, recording booth. Oh, that's and right. My new my new job had taken up a couple of my weekends that I was focused on keeping track of what's going on there with emails and dumb things like that. But anyway, yeah, those are excuses. They're not great excuses, but they are reasons for why things have not happened. But and I you're will... going to have even more reasons now because you're going to be gone. Well, it's only a week. I'll only be gone for a week. Maybe I'll take my looms on the aeroplane and I will uh, loom knit on the aeroplane. I don't want to haul yarn and stuff around though in those big looms. Oh, that's it's terrible hauling yarn and yeah. stuff around, Mike. I'm already. I'm gonna have so my heavy Kindle and... and some beef sticks and protein bars and, and a book. Of some kind, maybe. I don't know. A we'll book see. and your Kindle? It might, depending on. There's one I'm thinking about taking along in addition to my Kindle. Oh. So we'll see. I'm, although I might be, the book might be on the Kindle, so maybe I won't have to. <laughs> I'll have to look. I, there's so many things on there I haven't looked at in, in a long time. Um, what have we not addressed yet? Um, oh, let's do this one from Carolyn. I like this one. So Carolyn says, hello, Mike and Elisa, or Elisa and Mike. Just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast, and I'm so glad I can watch the video, and we are glad that you are watching the video. Thank you very much for being a patron on Patreon. Hi, Carolyn. I answered my question about the loom. I'm sorry, Carolyn, for letting you down. I apologize. <laughs> so, Elisa, what is the one pattern that you have knit multiple times? Do you have a favorite do you have a favorite pattern? Um I I actually have one that I have knit several times. Um, the and I did them for um, last year as part of the knit. I think it was last year, maybe it was the year before as part of the handmade along. Um, 
Jane Richmond's uh, spate mitts. Not spate. Um, I think it's called. They're called Wrath Trevor. They're oh, what is it? Wrath Trevor. Huh. They're a DK weight um, fingerless mitt that is just. It's they're just a super easy knit. I wear mine all the time. I have a pair that I the brown ones that I I knit those yeah. years ago, and I wear them all the time. So, um, really, I mean, like anything from the Island collection, I've knit those mitts several times. I've knit, um, two or three, three of the, the, the Arbutus, the cowl that's in there. Um, so what is it about those projects that keeps you coming back and and knitting them repeatedly? Jane's patterns are just so simple and so classic and just easy to wear and really, really great things. They're fun to knit. There isn't anything complicated, but there's enough to kind of keep you entertained. And they're small. Her accessory stuff is really fun and it's really small. So they're quick. Yeah. Yeah. So they're quick. But yeah, that one is just, it's just a fun knit. And it's fun because it means a DK weight too. So you can play around with some, um, it, you can really just use whatever yarn you want because sometimes you, if you have any like stitch patterning or anything, you might lose, um, some of the, like the, if you use a variegate, you're not going to see it as well, but you can pretty much use a solid or a variegate with it. And they're just, they're a lot of fun. Hmm. Nice. So, and they're, they're, it's weird. They're just a really fast knit. Yeah. So um, the other one of hers that I like um, are the spate mitts from uh, you done throwing your fit, buddy. He's been downstairs screaming his head off. Yeah, he's barking at something or nothing. I don't know if he can, if it's pick, picked up by the microphones, but we can certainly hear it. And now he's up here just. Um, the other one, spate from, uh, from um, Journey. Uh, collaboration that um, uh, with Jane Richmond and Shannon Cook. That's another fun one. But yeah, other than that, I can't think of like anything that I've really knit like multiples of. Well, and you're kind of in a unique situation too, because as the owner of a yarn shop, you spend a lot mm-hmm. of time knitting shop samples. So you you know you, you a lot of times you'll you'll knit one for the shop and then you'll knit one for yourself but you want to kind of keep things on a rotation and make sure there's something fresh and new on a fairly regular basis and so you don't you know a lot of times make a lot of you know one hat or or one cowl or something like that smooth operator yeah there you go while you're doing a lot of those right now the church mouse socks like sock patterns my basic sock pat like go-to sock patterns those are climb that's another one those are from uh those are also from those are from journey there's pair toe-up socks so the ones that I end up knitting over and over are the ones that are simple, just the just the everyday kind of projects that are really useful and just kind of let the yarn shine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I've knit one, two, three, I think four pairs of climb socks. So, yeah, they're the ones that I don't have to pay a lot of attention to. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that one, that's the first pair of those ended up at the store, so. Oh, the first and the second. I don't know where the first pair is. It's still at the store. I don't, I haven't seen them for a while. They must be in the box of samples. <laughs> they're probably in the office. You'll never see them again. No, I think they're in the box of samples up by the counter. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I always think about like sweaters, like as I'm knitting a sweater, like what I would want to, if I would want to knit it again. But I think sweaters, I like trying something new with those. Yeah, we want various different styles and yep. Yep. 
Yeah. So. All right. So let's talk about Jocelyn's email. So Jocelyn, if you listen, I don't know. This is a month. I don't know how long ago, a month, month and a half ago, we talked about. So sad. Yeah, the gift that I got Elisa for her birthday last year was a little, a little two liter barrel. Uh, that we had a, a medium char on the inside of the barrel so that you could put a, 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 a beverage in there. You could probably put soda if you wanted to put, you could you could barrel age your Mountain Dew. That would be interesting. Except it was, it's for whiskey. Hey, I mean, it's got whiskey on the, it's on the barrel. But basically, we went to, to uh, do a taste test and try it after, I don't know, several months. And it was, it was gone. There was, there was basically nothing left. There's a little bit left. in there, and I feel like I just need to dump that, dump like whatever like tablespoon is in there into a jar and just try it. And like before it's gone, I was gonna say by like, now, all of it is gone. It it might actually be gone at this point. But so uh, Jocelyn has a professional perspective on this whole situation, so she wanted to uh, lend her knowledge and advice, and it seems kind of the consensus that we've gotten since we talked about this a while back. So she said, I had thought about, well, and also Jocelyn is also the other one that asked me about my looms. So Jocelyn, I apologize to you personally as oh well. Oh my God. What are you doing? He says, that yarn smells good, mom. He's uh, sniffing the, yeah. He's not helping with the, the stitch patterning right now. No. Oh, now he's just got his head on it, yeah. on my lap. So uh, Jocelyn says, also, I had a thought about your whiskey barrel at the winery. So she is a, I don't know. Her Remember? family owns a winery. Her family owns yeah. a small winery. Is it here in Wisconsin? Yes. Yes. Um, at the winery, we top, we top off our barrels approximately once a month to replenish the evaporated wine and give it less access to air. So just a thought. Uh, we leave yeah, we leave wine in them for a minimum of a year, most of the time 18 months, so your whiskey should not have been in the barrel too long. So that's our bad. I can uh, ask trying her. To make, like, I was trying to make like super duper like fancy like really old whiskey and like, right. oh, can you get his, my thing off of his Uh-oh. face? Ronald's wrapped up in the cords and cables. Very needy. So, yeah, apparently it. So a learning experience. We learned that you can't leave it in there too long. Maybe like a month would probably. And if it was in the summer, it probably wouldn't be so bad because in the summer when it's more humid and whatnot, it's probably not going to evaporate as quickly. But in the winter, when the the heat kicks in and it's so dry, indoors. well, and I think what you know what, what Jocelyn was saying too is that because she when was it when she was like in class the other day? I can't remember. We were talking about it, so she she said um, that it might also. I think she said this that once there's more air in there, that it starts evaporating faster. Oh, that makes so, sense because she did. So if, it, if you're not topping it off, this is gonna it's start going to start evaporating at a higher rate yeah. or at a faster rate. Well, oh geez, what was that? That was your Wisconsin. No, Rollo scared himself. Oh, so funny story. Uh oh, at knitting on Friday. Yeah, we were talking about annoying things that YouTubers do. And we were talking about, I, I was talking about We're how talking the people dogs? that have like unprofessional atmospheres and the lady that was like cursing her, her neighbor for mowing. And I'm like, you couldn't have waited 20 minutes until, right. yeah. Or the people that are like yelling at their animals, but we don't yell at our animals. Well, not, not during not the now. podcast. <laughs> we would never let anybody no. see us do that. No. So for those of you that are not, everybody says they're entertained by Rollo, but it, for those of you that are not, I'm sorry. He's Hi, who who is not entertained by Rollo? Oh God, he's so cute. 
All right. So, so last question uh, comes. Where is that? I've lost it now. We got cables and cords it's everywhere. Jane, I see it. So, uh, so Jane asks. So, follow final question to enter the drawing, which will qualify this or, or count this as the winning question for the uh, the drawing. In addition to this podcast being the Elise of the Arnista podcast, share with us some of your favorites, knitting or otherwise. Do you want to start or you want me to start? You want me to go through? I'll, I'm going to get my phone because that's where I keep all my podcasts. Oh, I have mine on my phone and my iPad. I have two different apps that I'm using now for podcasts. That sounds complicated. Well, one of them only does audio and the other one will do video too, but I like mm. the interface on the one that does the audio better. So I don't have as many video podcasts because I do most of those on YouTube. Yeah. So, um... Um, knitting. Oh, um, Truly Myrtle. Sure. Just Libby from Truly Myrtle Designs. She is, she originally started video and I think it was just, it was so much work and it was taking her so much time to upload it because they're out in the country in New Zealand. And yeah, she said it was literally taking like a day to upload the video. That doesn't surprise me because when we upload, because our videos end up being hour and 15 hour and 30 once you count in the the pre-show post-show stuff that we normally do because if you're listening to the audio version there's stuff that we we talk a little bit before and a little bit afterward um so by the time you get again the hour 15 hour it takes about three to four hours to upload a video to youtube of that length and our internet connection is not slow (laughs) i can tell when i because usually what happens is mike will upload the video or he'll start working on it, and I go down and I start making supper in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but I can tell as soon as you start uploading the video because, like, I like my video quality watching on my iPad just it kind of drops it goes a little south. bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and it, everything goes slow, and then it starts buffering. But yeah, so um, but yeah, her she's she's just a pleasure to listen to. Um, she has some really cool stuff that she talks about. So, um. um Let's see here. I'm trying to find. It's truly Myrtle. Um, I don't have a lot of free time to listen to stuff when I and that's why I've I've told you before too. I miss I kind of miss my commute because I and you know you shake your head. No, but I do. I kind of miss it because I used to have time. Um, one of my f- two of my favorite um like business oriented um podcasts. Can I say this word? It's a, you can say whatever you want. We can, yeah. Okay. Because, so um, one of them is, um, well, Tara, Tara Swiger, um, which she is adorable, but she does a lot of, um, she's a, like a, a, a maker that does like all sorts of like, like helping with uh business like businesses like crafty businesses Mm. um she has a program called starship and um which is like totally based around star trek and it's really really awesome yeah she's (laughs) she's 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 like the awesome kind of nerd but she has she has a podcast and hers is really good hers is called exploring enthusiasm um and she does have um i think she uploads the entire video to youtube as well so there's audio and then she does um on youtube as well um the other business one that I really like, and I like her podcast because they're super short. I mean, they're like 15, 10, 15 minutes is um, 
uh, Diane Sanfilippo um, of my my like second most foodie stalker stock. What I what well, stocky stocky um, from uh, uh, oh my gosh I can't remember. Practical Paleo. Um, she has a she has a business podcast called uh, Build a Badass Business, and that one is really nice. I like it because it's small snippets, so it works really well for me. Um, just if I need like a little bit of motivation for something. Sure. She also has a food podcast um, that she does with um, Liz Wolf called Balance Bites. So it's uh, Modern Paleo Living. So I like that one. Um, as far as video podcasts, I'm just trying to think. Well, Grocery Girls, but I have to watch that in small batches because it just makes you want to spend, like, all of your money. <laughs> yeah. At FireflyFibers.com. <sighs> Rarely am I, like, even, like, lured to, like, buy anything from anywhere else. And, yeah, it's it's dangerous. Um, but they have some really they have some really cool stuff um, that they talk about, like, patterns and stuff like that. Um the one that I started watching that I really like that my friend Teresa recommended is I don't even know how to do I'm I'm learning how to be able to find stuff on the YouTube. Um the other one that I have been uh oh it's under I Inside Number Twenty Three. I absolutely fell in love with her within the first five minutes of of watching her podcast. So yeah, she's a knitter. She's in England, I think, and she just yeah, she's just absolutely adorable. So yeah, and then um, our uh, Ann Tudor. Oh sure. Or, uh, she does. Um, she was doing a lot of periscoping for a while, but she's I think on. She has. She's on episode five now. Well, she's on episode five for the second time. So, but yeah, she's 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 really cute too. Yeah, so, yeah. She does our our glass our hand blown glass stitch markers and stuff like that. So yeah, those are the ones. If you have any like recommendations, just feel free to email me too. If there's something that you absolutely love, because I don't have a lot of time to listen. I'm doing better at like just like turning one on, especially like grocery girls at the store because they're so long that I just yeah. turn the video on and just let it go let it, while yeah. I'm working. Something so, in the background. Yeah. That's that's what podcasts and things are good for. Yeah. So what do you have? I have you, what other knitting podcasts do you listen so to? So I will I'll begin by saying that I intentionally have not and probably never will listen to a lot of knitting podcasts or any knitting podcasts. I think it listened I watched Truly Myrtle a couple times because she was fun to watch and I knew she was done kind of with what she was doing. So I kind of watched a couple of those. I watched uh, Ann Tudor mm-hmm. a little bit, um, but I avoid it because I don't want to even unintentionally copy what somebody else is doing in the world of knitting. I want to do our own thing. I want to do kind of what we want to do and not like copy what somebody else is doing. Now, when I talk about the other podcasts that I listen to, you will find that I've copied a lot. <laughs> of what they do but you know that's what it's all about is to kind of picking and choosing and taking pieces of what uh that you like and what other people are doing and using some of that so most i would say probably pretty much everybody listening to this is probably not going to care a whole heck of a lot about the podcast that i listen to but because i drive so much back and forth to work every day because between beaver dam and madison it's quite a trek and then uh 
I listen to a lot of podcasts, even when I'm like, I'm at home in the morning, I'm making breakfast mm-hmm. or I'm, uh, you know, cleaning the bathroom or whatever I, I happen to be doing, I'm listening to some sort of a podcast. And so I, I really spend a lot of time listening and, and it's listened to a lot of video game podcasts because contrary to popular belief, I don't actually get to play a lot of video games because I don't have a lot of time to do it. Not nearly as much as I would like to. So I listen to some various ones of that. My Probably my favorite is uh, Giant Bomb. So GiantBomb.com. And I like that one a lot because... Um, a lot of most of the guys that are on that show are part of Giant Bomb are around my age, so it's I don't want to say older necessarily, but it's it's not you know it's not twenty year olds talking about games and things like that. It's people that are around my age, and so they talk a lot about older games and things that I experienced and did when I was growing up, and so they're a lot of fun. And I actually, the format for this show. I got a lot of that from uh, the Giant Bomb pod- podcast, where they talk a lot about you know uh, what games are you playing. We talk about what Elisa's knitting. They talk about what's going on in the news with video games. We talk about Canadian canoes and we talk about emails and that kind of stuff. So a lot of the format of this show, I uh, kind of patterned after uh, what the Giant Bomb crew does because I really like the way that it flows. I like the things that they talk about. I think it's a good conversation and it's a lot of fun. So a lot of that, I kind of pattern after after what they do. Um, I also listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts because, well, wrestling is fun. And the ones that I listen to, it's not just like regular guys who are just talking about wrestling. It's a lot of, like Steve Austin has a really good podcast. So if you're a wrestling fan, he's actually got two shows. One of them he called, it's Steve Austin Unleashed. And he's got a family-friendly version. You can probably guess the difference between the two. One has a whole heck of a lot of swearing. One doesn't have any. Um, Bruce Pritchard, who was Brother Love uh, back in the day, he was instrumental in decades and decades of the WWE, WWF, and writing and talent relations and all kinds of stuff. He has all the stories. He knows everything that was happening behind the scenes, the stories behind the stories. A lot of fun to listen to uh, that one. Russell Crap Radio. Uh, that's the one I always click on. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna click on an Amazon affiliate link, I'm going to wrestlecrap.com. I'm clicking on that. They talk about all the bad storylines and characters and things in wrestling over the course of the years, and uh, I've kind of taken some things from them as far as the podcast goes as well because I really like. It's just two guys that are again about about our age. They're forty ish, and uh, just hearing their conversations and stuff is a lot of fun. Um, man, I got I'm just scrolling through this. I've got so many. There's a Milwaukee Brewers podcast. So you're like totally opposite. I, 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 well, I just don't have time. Yeah, and I have all kinds of time. Um, oh, Star Talk Radio. If you have any interest in science and outer space and things like that, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and sometimes uh, hosted by uh, Bill Nye is on there from time to time. But it's really interesting mix because it's it's usually it's like Neil deGrasse Tyson and a comedian. They'll have like Eugene Merman who plays, uh, well, who is Gene from Bob's Burgers. Um, they'll have comedians. They'll ask questions. They have. Uh, people like they have a patron account or a patreon account and uh people can ask questions and they'll answer them and they'll talk about it's not always about space most of the time it's about like space and um like astrophysics and uh theoretical physics and things like that but sometimes they'll talk about other things like there was a show 
I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I think in the podcast that was talking about like the science of soccer and goaltending and stuff like that. And kind of the science that kind of goes into that, that you might not normally think of. So it's a different perspective and way of thinking about kind of normal everyday type things. Um, but that, that one I think is, I'm glad is pretty you, amazing. you went after me. I feel like your answer is so much better than mine. It's longer. I don't know if better equals longer or You're longer. Much more equals confident better, in it because I've, I've just figured out how to like get my YouTube account set up. If we talk about YouTube things that I watch, and maybe someday we will, that'll be a whole other... I can spend an hour talking about the YouTube channels that I watch, because there's a lot of them, but... Oh, oh. so next time I'm sick, then yeah. you can just uh, put, put a disclaimer. Yeah, I can, today Mike is going to talk about YouTube. Forever. Forever. And a couple of other ones I talk about, or I listen to Trailer Park Boys. I love the Trailer Park Boys. I know they're not everybody's cup of tea. So here's the fascinating thing about the Trailer Park Boys podcast. So if you don't know who the Trailer Park Boys are or what it is, it's a, You're tele- okay. it's a Canadian television show that was on for a long, long time. It was like eight or nine years in Canada, something like that. They took kind of a, a break. They... they the show was not being made anymore. They have come back. They've had one or two seasons on Netflix. There's another one releasing on March 31st on Netflix. And they do a podcast. And the really fun thing about the podcast that they do is it's three guys. There's Julian, there's Ricky, and there's Bubbles. They do the whole thing in character. So it's not like the actors who are doing the podcast talking about the show or talking about what they're doing or or whatever. It's the three guys from the show doing the podcast in character, which I think is, is fascinating to me because it's so it tells you that they have been doing these characters. They're so ingrained in what they do and who they are that they can sit down for a half hour every week and and go through these podcasts and they they never break character. I mean, it's amazing the way that they do this show. And, and maybe I'm the only one in the world that appreciates it from that perspective. But it's really interesting how they're able to do that because that's not easy to do. Is their show really, really scripted load, like the TV show? Well, now I assume it is if it's if it because it's Netflix or whatever, well, but maybe it's it not. always has been it's fairly pretty tightly heavily scripted. scripted. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I think there's probably some improv to it, but I think they just they just know the characters so well after having played them for so long that they do a lot of the writing. They're now the producers. They do a lot of that kind of stuff. They just know the characters so well that they can portray them kind of in this you know, ad lib, make it up as you go kind of a situation. So it's really, really interesting. I find it interesting, but I have no desire to listen. No, again, it's not for everybody. And, and like any podcast. It's like knitting not, podcasts are not for everyone either. Right, exactly. Except for this one. I think this one is for everyone. Everybody. Tell well, your friends. Because now I mean, you, you've covered Trailer Park Boys and you've covered wrestling. So yeah. And, and my the last one I'm going to say is I also listen to a couple of voiceover podcasts more for motivation and uh, kind of learning. It, it tells you a little bit in little snippets about how to uh, how you how to do auditions and how to like microphone technique and all that kind of stuff, which is interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean I I listen I I how many do I want? Oh, the Sweet Georgia show that one's really good. That's Felicia Lowe of Sweet Georgia. 20. I have 20 podcasts I subscribe to. Have you listened to The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe? I think I did for a little bit. Okay. I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah. he's Yeah. I kind of forgot about it, I think. I didn't know that there was one, and then he, he posted something on Facebook recently. So I do have some that I am that I have been, that have been highly recommended to me. I just haven't gotten around to them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yarns at Yen Hu. 
Um, that's one that was highly recommended to me because she does a lot of like canning and some of the stuff that I do. But there you she's go. yeah, so she's um, she's very mellow in the way that she talks. Though, yeah, so it's very hard for me to listen for a long time. Yeah, and again, it's, so everything is a little bit different. Everybody's got their own style and way of doing things, and so mm-hmm. not everybody, not every podcast or show, it's like a TV show or anything else, it's not for everybody. And that's why I'm not offended if somebody says they don't like our show. That's fine. It's not for everybody. And if you're not listening to every single episode, that's fine too. I, I told Elisa going into this whole thing, there are going to people. There are going to be people listening to this show that are going to absolutely love Elisa because she does all the knitting and the cooking and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to hate me. They're going to say that guy is obnoxious. He's overbearing. He I have talks never too heard much. anybody say they hate you. I guarantee there are people out there who do, do not want to hear think, me talk. Well, then they probably aren't listening anymore. So but, you are killing our some of our listeners. But they're listening for you. But on the flip side, they're going to be people that are like, you know what? Mike is fun. He's he's different and unusual in the world of knitting podcasts. And Elisa, Elisa sucks. Elisa sucks. And I told that you know you, when you when you put yourself out there in something like this, there are going to be people that that mm. think that they may not necessarily say it, but there are some that will say it, and you tell them, you know, go away and just don't listen to it. No, but, I'm going to tell you more often than not, I have ladies. Well, some men, too, that come in and they're like, Mike is so wonderful on the podcast. And I'm like, thanks. But that, well, that's my goal. I'm here, too. I'm kind of an outsider. Well, I can relate to that, but I'm kind of an outsider. So I hope to bring kind of an outsider perspective, which, again, is kind of the difference, I think, with our show as compared to what's maybe some other podcast knitting podcasts are because you've got the knitters you've got the grocery girls they're both knitters they they know the process they know mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff in in everybody else that you listen to whereas we are a little bit different where obviously you're a super mega professional knitter i'm just some average the guy Joe wearing the side. a new glarish shirt with a jumping cow with a spotted cow on it so I'm hoping that brings a little bit different perspective and kind of puts us in a different uh, area of the podcast world. But anyway, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I think is what we're getting you at. You do. That, yeah. I listen to podcasts pretty much constantly. If I'm in my car, if I'm doing things around the house. I know you do all the, the time. House, you're like in the kitchen and you've got something going and I can't do it. If I'm in the garden. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like quiet. I'm not a real big, like, I, I don't listen to a lot of music either. I don't listen I do. to, uh, yeah, that I don't, too. we have completely different <laughs> tastes in music. We do. Completely different tastes. Yeah. Um, we have a little bit of overlap. We have a little bit of overlap and that's why I'm, general, you know, you're going to, really. you're going to the Green Day show with me yep, in April. So, yeah. Well, I'm not going with you. We're going together. I don't even know if I really even asked permission to buy tickets. I just bought tickets. Well, I, that was pretty much a given. Kind I think given. we had to go. One point and one, one once in a lifetime event. So, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep trying to listen to more and watch more podcasts. Expand your horizons, learn things, be entertained. Or don't. seriously, I mean, like as far as like knitting podcasts go, like truly, Myrtle is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, she's and cool. I know, she's I, nice. I mean, I know her from like working with her, like you know, across. You know the pond, the internet, and the oh. pond and stuff. Yeah, so um, well, the pond is the Atlantic, so that wouldn't count because she's in. Where is she? She's in New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, so that that's the other West Pond. So yeah, I've always enjoyed her. Um, but yeah, I think some of them it takes a little while to. Some of them you like you fall in love with right away, and some of them it takes a while, and you kind of struggle. And um, I have had some 
friends that have started listening or started, you know, they've started watching some podcast and um, they have said they want to throw themselves off the top of a building because they can't stand them. So that's sure. an indication of, you know, you don't continue. Yep. I guarantee I there am are sorry people if who, either of us have who downloaded wanted. Well, we're we're an hour and 11 minutes into this. So they're I'm already guessing throwing themselves off a building. Long gone by this point. They were gone an hour ago. <laughs> but you know what? For those that have stuck with us, thank you so much. Appreciate you spending your time with us. Um, and if you have made it this far, apparently we're doing something that you like and you want to hear. And maybe you would like to see what we're doing. You would like to see me pointing at the camera as I am wont to do on occasion. On occasion being all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> so... Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Elisa the Arnista and sign up there and you can see the video version of the podcast each and every week. If you sign up for the $1 level, um, that will get you access to the uh, community section of the Patreon site along with some other information as far as some behind the scenes kind of looks and and pictures and things that we post from time to time Mm -hmm. at the $5 level. That is where you will get access to the weekly video version of the podcast. And uh, you can go in and watch that, and uh, you can have Mike point at you. I will point. I will point at you personally. So, for all of you patrons on Patreon, I'm going to point multiple times. So I point to each one of you individually. But you can sign up for any any. And you dollar can watch amount. me rolling my eyes and. Elisa's eyes just kind of go in circles, like for the full hour that we're talking. Head shaking. My neck gets a workout. Yeah, she's got to wear like one of those big. Uh, donut collar to keep her head from falling off <laughs> so you can you can donate any any dollar amount that you want to it does not have to be one dollar or five dollars whatever that you want or can afford or whatever it happens to be but at the five dollar or more level is where you get access to the video version of the podcast we do have hopes and dreams of doing more with the patreon stuff in the future as far as video. we meaning mike no we meaning we Alisa. you have ideas we- i just show up no no Alisa. you just keep saying that it's not true but so patreon.com slash Lisa the Yarnista. Uh, follow Elisa on her blog between now and the next time we have a podcast, which is going to be in a week from now or so. Um, if you go to elisathearnista.com up in the upper right hand area, you can find all the social medias Facebook and Twitter and Ravelry and Instagram, all those kind of good and fun things. If you would like to participate in the program, just like uh, Stacy and Becky and Jane and Carolyn and Jocelyn did today, you can send an email podcast at elisathearnista.com and we will cover that on the show. It does not have to be knitting related in any way. But you can ask Mike about his looms. Ask, but no. I will talk. Don't ask me about the looms. I will, I will offer information and news on my looms when the time is right. How about that? You, you, I think when you get back from, I think it's going to be a sitting out on the patio drinking a beer kind of there thing. Go. There you go. And we'll get pictures of that. That sounds good. Yeah. See, and maybe one of those pictures will be a Patreon exclusive behind the scenes. Patreon.com slash Lisa the Yarnista. Anything else you want to talk about, Lisa? No, I'm hungry. Okay. Lisa's hungry. I'm hungry. We're running out of music. And we will see you all next week. Cheers. But I haven't found a thing And now it's all or nothing for you I don't know what to say It's the change What material is it? They call this stuff alpaca Oh, alpaca It's very lightweight alpaca